Welcome to the Young and Ambitious Podcast, a podcast for ambitious young people who want to master their mindset, launch a business, and make their dream life. I'm your host, Nika Molini. I am the positivity boss and Gen Z's personal growth coach. I help young people get clear on their goals and design a life they love through working on their mindset and implementing successful personal growth strategies. Let's get right into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Young and Ambitious podcast, a personal growth podcast for Generation Z. Today, we have a very amazing guest with us, Meral. (laughs) Did I say that right? You did say it right. Okay, awesome. And she's 23 and she is in a startup founding team. And she also has a very cool side hustle that's um, promoting women entrepreneurship. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Awesome. So to get started, can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself? Absolutely. So yeah, my name is Maral Eric. I'm 23 years old and I'm a co-founder of a tech startup in Silicon Valley called Hello Chava. Basically, we bring the power of AI to your work phone number. So we add a smart second phone number to your phone and to your client, it's just a regular phone number, but on your end, it has built-in workflow automation like that helps with things like scheduling, booking, and text message marketing. So it basically superpowers your work phone number and helps you become a more efficient entrepreneur or business owner. I'm also founder of Doer Society, which is an entrepreneurial community for women, primarily composed of female founders. And in any free time that I have, which is not much, I um, run an Instagram account called My Startup Life, where I kind of share the behind the scenes of all of this. And I have a lot of fun doing it. Awesome. So where did your entrepreneurial journey first begin for you? Ooh, story time. Um, So I started my entrepreneurial journey when I was eight years old. I started a dog walking business and I took that dog walking business so seriously. I genuinely think my roots of entrepreneurship started there because I did everything from you know, accounting sheets to going around, learning about customer acquisition, knocking on all of my neighbor's doors, asking them if their dogs needed a walk that day, following up, learning how to have conversations about money, um, you know, like in the cases that a neighbor wasn't able to pay me directly, like I would have to go back and follow up and learn to have those types of conversations super young. So I basically would say that my fundamental understanding of entrepreneurship and starting a company started with that business at eight years old. And um, as the years went on, I just always found that I had a thing for starting and building companies. Um, And when I was in college, I actually started an EDM ticketing company. And that company didn't go too far. But at that point, that was when I was determined to become an entrepreneur. So what I did was I started reaching out to founders and CEOs in the LA area, offering to help them with anything from marketing to business development, to coffee delivery, to growth and partnerships. I just really wanted to get my foot in the door until one day I actually got a LinkedIn premium trial and I sent an in-mail message to um, the CEO of a Mark Cuban company who actually responded to me, which was awesome because in sending all of those notes, I felt like I was ignored hundreds of times. And at a certain point, it was easy to get discouraged, but I just kept at it, finally got a response. And 
I spent the next year working at his company, which was called Dust Messaging. I learned a lot of lessons there that I couldn't have ever learned in the classroom. And I was doing a lot of networking along the way. And that year is when I met Isaac Choi, AKA Zach Choi, who's one of my co-founders. And I joined the Hello Chava founding team. So that's kind of how my entrepreneurial journey started to how I got to where I am today. I feel like I know Isaac because of all your uh, stories about him. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> He'll be so happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've like developed like a friendship with him, just like seeing him every day. <laughs> That's <And> awesome. <laughs> I love how um I love how it started like through a LinkedIn message because I think that's so cool and that's how a lot of things are happening these days it's like people just kind of getting over the fear of sending that message out there and and putting themselves out there really and contacting the people they're they're really inspired by and then it's like something amazing happens out of that yeah you know and I think the thing I've realized over these years is most people don't ask so one of the things I always say is ask, ask for more and ask for more, more often than you think is appropriate. Because if you say something like, oh, I want to contact this person and they're a person who seems out of reach, most people will say like, no, or they'll make you feel like you're crazy for wanting that. But most people aren't doing it. So if you reach out to that person, like you're going to be the person who stands out. And the worst thing that can happen is A, no response or B, they say no, but it's always worth taking a shot. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. So what are your goals for Doer Society and also like your personal goals for like the next couple of years? So the goal of Doer Society is really to connect women with a network and with practical resources. So practical resources being things like conferences, content based on real experiences of real people, um, and real-time advice from a community of women who are either doing the same thing that you're doing or who have already done it. Um, I really realized that having a network is the most incredible thing. It will, it'll just, you can't, what I'm trying to say is you can't buy experience. Like you can never literally go out and purchase someone's experience, but it's the most valuable thing that you can kind of take from somebody. You can listen to them. You can avoid making mistakes that they learn the hard way. So just the power of a network is so incredible. So through Doer Society, I try to give women access to that power of a network, um, especially for women who typically you know, say things like, oh, I'm not good at networking, or I don't know how to build a network, I don't know how to find a network. I try to give them all of the benefits of that right in one place. And as far as personally, A, I want um, my tech startup, Hello Chava, to be wildly successful. Um, we're an early stage startup right now, so this is going to require a few years of hustle and a few years of incredible growth, but I really think that we can get there. And a few years from now, I hope to be empowering others at scale, particularly other women. And whether that's through Doer Society, investing, speaking, um, I want it all to go back to that theme of empowerment and giving women access to um, resources and a network. I love that. I love that so much. And that's so similar to like what I wanna do, which is empower people as well. So that's super awesome. 
Um, so kind of along that theme of empowerment, what has your own personal growth journey been like? And like, like, have you always been super confident or like, have you always been as like fearless as you are now? And what, what's that journey been like for you? I think that overall, I've always been a confident person. I would say that. However, something that comes with confidence sometimes I think is being an insecure overachiever. So I think it's a little ironic. Like on one hand, I've always known the things that I want to do and I was confident in pursuing them. Um, and very externally, I was always very confident, but internally I was always a bit of that insecure overachiever persona. Like it's never good enough because I want to do so much and dream so big and I know I can do it. I have always put this kind of um, pressure on myself to do more and to do better and to do faster. And as a result of that, I would say my toughest obstacle along this journey so far has been myself. And this is something that I constantly deal with. I'm still dealing with, um, but I'm learning to kind of get it under control. Um, and because it can be very overwhelming. And I'm sure a lot of your audience, even listening to this podcast, they are overachievers. So they probably know what I'm talking about. But what I found was that when you're overwhelmed, it can lead to self-doubt, which actually leads essentially to reduced productivity. And it just is this negative spiral. So what I've found a couple of things that work for me to kind of get my head out of that state. Um, Three things that I will say. First is give myself credit for the things that I have done. Um, as an overachiever, it's really important to get into the habit of stepping back, really realistically analyzing the situation and just giving yourself a pat on the back. Like instead of saying like, I wanna do so much more, like I have to do this better, just looking and seeing like, I've already done this and this is incredible. So it's important to just give yourself that credit. Um, secondly, when I find myself getting overwhelmed from all the things that I want to do and all the dreams that I have, I pull it back and I prioritize. I've really found that it helps to stop thinking of everything you have to do as a never-ending to-do list because believe me, it is a never-ending to-do list, but instead of thinking about it that way and getting overwhelmed, um, what I found that happens is Every single night, um, the night before my next day, I think, what are the one or two priorities that I have for tomorrow? Um, so I try to think of like the big ticket items, like the one or two priorities that will make everything else easier or less important. So I try to really focus and prioritize. And this really just reminds me that I'm in control of my work and my life and I don't drown in my work. It doesn't own me, I own it. And um, finally, just talking it out with a trusted source. I mean, regardless of how good we are at keeping ourselves in check, I think especially for overachievers, at some point, life is just gonna get stressful and it's just important to be able to talk it out with some people, whether it's a friend, a family member, a colleague, a member of Doer Society in my case, whatever it is, it's just nice to get perspectives from people who can empathize with you and who have either been there or are there right now because I find that community is very empowering. Um, it's easy to feel like in our low points, we're alone, but we're really not. There are a lot of people going through it who also wanna help you. So yeah, the net is my toughest obstacle has always been myself, but there are definitely ways to reduce the impact of overwhelming yourself. Mm -hmm. 
I've definitely been a victim of the never-ending to-do list (laughs) or it's like sometimes you have one to-do list and then you like lose it or something and then you're like trying to make another to-do list and then you have like three and you're like I am so there's so much to do so much but you know sometimes it's actually I've had I've heard of friends literally throwing away their to-do list and saying if I can't remember the item that was on it, it probably wasn't the most important thing, um, which I think is interesting because that would give me anxiety, <laughs> but it's an interesting concept because yeah, to that point, there's always more to do, but it's important to make sure we're focusing on the most important and impactful things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what would you say keeps you motivated and inspired? I love this question. Um, I am a total dreamer and as silly as this might sound, my visions of the future keep me so inspired and so motivated. Um, I actually constantly envision the life and the impact that I want to have and it just makes me live in this constant state of excitement. Whether it's me when I'm going to bed like visualizing myself on the cover of Forbes or like picturing us getting to that million user mark, whatever it is, like I let myself dream of the wildest, craziest, biggest scenarios that I want to happen. And it just makes me so excited. And it's funny because a lot of people look at my Instagram or people who know me in real life, just look and see that the work ethic is real. Like I really do spend a lot of my time Um, working and focusing on my work. And I get asked a lot, like, how do you work so much? But I'm just so motivated and inspired by potential visions of the future that I actually come back at that in my head, at least with how can I not work so much? Like I'm genuinely so excited. And when I wake up every morning, like I can't wait to go work on the next thing because I know that even though, you know, like my day to day and my tasks at hand might feel small, um, overall, I know that I'm working towards this biggest, this bigger thing. So it keeps me super excited. So I would say everyone deserves to let themselves dream that big. So um, but it, it works for me, at least. <laughs> I love that. You're so cool. <laughs> and I totally relate to that, too. Like, every single morning, actually, I, like, visualize my dream life when I do my meditation. And, like, I focus on gratitude. And then I, like, literally see like where I want to be in two years and like what it feels like and like what like where I'm living and like what I'm doing and stuff and yeah it just like really keeps you focused and like reminds you that like there's a better future out there and like that that in itself is like the motivation absolutely awesome so kind of like along this line, what does your daily routine look like? Like, what do you do? Is there certain things you do every single day to like stay productive and have a good mindset? Yeah. So every day is pretty different for me in terms of the work that I do, but there are a few things that I try to keep consistent. I would say the most important one being every night I plan the following day. So I never have a day where I wake up and don't know what I'm doing. The night before, I always think like, all right, like what are my one or two priorities for tomorrow? And then beyond that, um, I try to time block my entire day. So I I don't know if you've seen it on my Instagram. I often share screenshots of my calendar, but that's literally how I do operate. Um, I try to calendar like every minute of my day in order of priority of the items that I want to accomplish. Um, And it's pretty empowering because when I wake up, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And kind of along those lines as well, in my morning routine, 
I always like to go get my matcha green tea latte from Pete's Coffee, or I've added a new one recently, my um, cold brew bulletproof coffee. But I only have a couple of things that I have for breakfast every morning. So I reduce decision fatigue and I reduce the amount of time I spend thinking about choices that are actually taking up my time and mental energy. So um, yeah, my day is calendared out. I have a standard breakfast that I have every day. And um, I like to also start my morning listening to a podcast. I typically listen to an episode of the Tim Ferriss show. Sometimes I also will go on YouTube and pull up a Gary Vee YouTube video because his content is super inspiring to me. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I do. And then beyond that, no day-to-day -day looks the same for me. But what does stay the same is that I follow um, my routine that I calendared out the day before. And then at night, I do the same thing where I plan the following day. And um, P.S., just as a little side note, I get a lot of questions about my time blocking. There are times where I don't finish a task or where I have to push it to the next day, and that's fine too. So part of the routine also involves being okay with imperfection if you didn't finish something you don't stay up hours later i've learned this the hard way you don't stay up out hours later to finish everything you just say all right i spent this amount of time on it i have to time block i have to cut it off here and finish this tomorrow so that's kind of what my day-to-day -day looks like mm -hmm. i love how i knew the matcha thing about you because <laughs> i literally see that every day on your story um, that's amazing <laughs> Okay, awesome. And finally, the last question that we ask everyone is, what advice would you give to your younger self? So, you know, we have audience members listening anywhere from like 14 to like 25. So yeah, like what advice would you give yourself when you were younger? Okay, I actually want to say two quick things, because these are two quick things that I wish I knew, and they're kind of related. So the first one is something I learned from Gary Vaynerchuk, actually, that I think is such an important message that I like to spread. He always says that the ultimate formula for success is macro patience, micro speed. And this is something I really wish that I knew earlier. So macro patience basically means that building anything meaningful, whether it's a business, a relationship, a legacy, whatever it is, it takes 10, 20, 30 years. It takes, you have to be patient in the pursuit of that. You're not going to build your dream life in one year, contrary to what the media makes it look like. But micro speed means that while you're being patient in the long term, you have to make your day to day fast. Like you have to prioritize. You do have to hustle. You have to get things done quickly and efficiently, whether it's homework when you're still in school, like get that assignment done, or whether it's a task or you're running a business and you get customer emails and inquiries, like you have to be fast in um, doing those little tasks on your day to day. Um, and I really found it interesting that most people have these two concepts reversed. They're slow in their day-to-day. -day, they don't prioritize. They um, take their time on things. You know, a lot of people will spend hours in their workday on Facebook and watching YouTube videos and watching inspirational content, but not actually doing. And then they expect um, the success overnight. And it really doesn't work like that. So macro patience, micro speed. But beyond that, I think that's something really important to keep in mind. But beyond that, I would just tell my younger self that you're doing great and it's going to be just fine. 
again, like I think with overachievers, we have this frantic attitude where we always just have to be the best and do the best and do it faster and do it better. But especially in this past year and a half where I've been building Hello Chava, I've just realized like nothing happens overnight, like for anybody, like not for Mark Zuckerberg, not for Cheryl Sandberg, like nobody. And it's just going to be okay. And you have to take care of your health. You have to be kind to yourself because at the end of the day, like if you don't have your health and if you're not happy, nothing else matters. Um, so really just be kind to yourself. Hmm. I love both of those so much. And the fact that you said like no one made it there overnight. It's like, I feel like we see all these stories nowadays about people like, oh, in a year I made six figures in my business. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but before that you had like a bunch of other businesses that didn't like succeed, you know? So yeah, it's, exactly. it's, it's really important to keep that perspective because I feel like people also kind of get discouraged if they don't see the results, but it's like, as you said, it's like a long game kind of thing. It's always a long game. And you know, that's actually part of the inspiration to why I even started my Instagram account on the off chance that Hello Chava becomes the next unicorn company in Silicon Valley, or it becomes a big company. I just wanted to leave years of a digital trail showing this is a lot of late nights, a lot of self-discovery, a lot of ups and downs that go into this because being in so deep in the startup life right now, I see how hard it is. And I have a lot of friends who have early stage tech startups, later stage tech startups, and we're all kind of the same, just on different parts of our journey. And it's, it has ups and downs for all of us. So yeah, to that point, I, I hate how the media just makes everything look so easy because that's just not the reality. And um, I just want to play a part in redefining the narrative of what the startup life or building a business or building anything impactful is. And that's just consistency and hard work over many, many, many years. Because even if your first at bat isn't the big unicorn, um, you just try again and again. And I really truly believe that if you are truly dedicated and consistent and you're able to push through through multiple different failures, at some point something's gonna stick and you're gonna win. But it's not gonna happen overnight because it doesn't for anybody. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think that's the perfect note to end on. So yeah, so that brings us to the end. And where can people find you if they wanna learn more about you or Hello Chava or Doer Society? You can find me on Instagram at my startup life. That's a great place to connect with me. And as far as Doer Society, you can find it at doersociety.com and be sure to sign up for our newsletter and join our private Facebook group to stay in the loop on wisdom from entrepreneurs, influencers, and thought leaders, and to hear about awesome opportunities like free conference tickets, hanging out with me. <laughs> and for Hello Chava, um, you can actually find Hello Chava on the App Store and the Google Play Store. So go check it out, get your second phone number and let me know what you think. Awesome, thank you so much. So yeah, if you like this episode and you're listening, make sure to take a screenshot and tag at my startup life and at Nika Malini or at the Positivity Boss. And thank you for listening and leave a review if you liked what you heard today. So we will see you all next time, bye. 
Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Young and Ambitious podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get this out there and impacting more lives. Now, make sure to also take a screenshot and tag at Nithi Moini and at the Positivity Boss on your podcast and make sure to join the Young Bosses Collective Facebook group where we have a community of young, ambitious people all supporting each other. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time. Bye.